0: Hello guys and welcome Welcome to to Happy Happy Single Mums. Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! (laughs) Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life, talking about subjects from self-doubt to business to baby father drama, sex and loneliness. I want to ask real questions to my guests about real single mummy life can you really be happy and can you be happy as a mum in general every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life and the innate goal to try and find real happiness so here's your host me Khalifa I want to thank you so much for coming on Happy Single Mums when I saw your Instagram page I was really inspired because you are a sex and relationship coach which I've never really heard of before but on your page we say that you help heal heartbreak and um, you help women in regards to the breaking cycles of, of failed relationships so could you please tell me about yourself and how you became a sex and relationship coach and what your platform is actually about
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me for a start. It's lovely to be part of your community. Um, So I went through a divorce about four years ago. Um, That was a particularly traumatic time for me um, and I spiraled into a bit of a depression. Uh, And from there, I was just really interested to understand the psychology behind, you know, why we feel the way we feel, you know, why we handle breakups in the same way we do and, and why we end up in these patterns, these patterns of kind of unavailable people or toxic partners, you know, what kind of keeps bringing us back to that so I you know I did a lot of coaching and counseling myself personally kind of you know getting through my own trauma and then I just you know I started reading I started absorbing and eventually I decided to train as a counselor just because I was so interested to understand you know what tools could I have in my toolbox personally to help myself get through get through, get through a breakup, but also, you know, how could I help others? You know, my friends and family, you know, everyone around us, we can be united in heartache. Everybody experiences it. And then I decided to, yeah, make it full time. So I, I now do it professionally. Um, and, and, you know, I do cover sex as well. I think it's really important for, for women. We need to kind of embody our sexuality. Um, there's a lot of shame around sexuality. So part of my program is, um, you know, p- people come to me wanting to uh, get over their ex. But actually, it's so much more than that. It's all about kind of, you know, self-power, self-love and kind of really embodying our sexuality and our power as women.
0: So what is a sex coach then? So do you teach them how to, I don't
1: know, gain like their power? Or what, what, what does that actually entail then? Well, it's, it's part of my programme. So, you know, part of my programme is about, you know, grieving your ex. So it's kind of in three stages. We look at grieving, grieving your ex and kind of, you know, getting all of that out, kind of processing that trauma. Then the kind of the second part of it is, is, is kind of crushing those limiting beliefs, looking at what those patterns have been, going back, using things like hypnosis and um, neuro-linguistic programming to go back to how it started in the first place. Like, why do we keep ending up in these patterns? Then we look at future-proofing and that's when I kind of bring in the sexuality and embodying that. And it's, um yeah, it's about what's your personal relationship with sex? What's your personal relationship with shame around that? And how can you, you know, how can you own it? Because if we're not... If we're not kind of you know operating at this really high frequency and loving ourselves fully fully accepting ourselves every single part including our sexuality we're not putting that out you know we need to be vibrating on that frequency to attract in the love that we deserve
0: but do you know in regards to sex i find with me personally um that if i've had sexual intercourse with someone and we break up it's harder for me to get over that breakup than if i didn't have sex with someone but I do have certain women that say that they have more of an emotional connection with someone and you don't have to have sex to get over a a breakup. Does the sex actually, I don't know, tie you closer to someone when you actually break up or is that something that you found?
1: No, I, I mean, I would, I would never recommend if you're, if you're going through heartache or you're struggling, you know, one of the most frustrating things you hear is, you know, to get over somebody, get under somebody. I, no, I don't agree with that. And actually, you know, we, as women, if you kind of, you know, look back historically, men, men need to plant their seeds, they need multiple partners, they, you know, that is why they're kind of, um, a lot of what they do is animalistic. Um, And it's the same for us, we're looking for, you know, we're looking for a partner who can nurture us, we're looking to settle down, raise the family. So we're coming from, you know, automatically just ingrained in our, in our kind of humanness is this, is this one or the other. So we come from very, very different places. But no, I would, I would never recommend, you know, just going out and uh, and kind of you know, unless unless that's up to you, you know, it's, that's what I'm trying to remove the shame from it as well. There's there's nothing wrong with having sexual partners without having. Not intimacy, intimacy is really important, but you don't have to have a relationship to have sex.
0: Yeah, so why does it take so long then? For, I'll use me as another example, like for example, if you've been dating someone, it could take a year to get over someone. In comparison, it could take two weeks to get over someone else. Why does it fluctuate? Why is it that when it takes certain people so long to get over a relationship
1: and other relationships, they can just move on so quickly? Mm. Again, I, we can't have the examples of men and women, don't we? Men seem to shut down. Whereas women, you know, we, we, we embrace it and we, you know, we really feel that heartache. And, but the thing is, is, and again, if you can understand the psychology behind it, a lot of it is kind of just our monkey brains trying to keep, you know, we, we find ourselves in a very uncontrollable situation all of a sudden. So our brains are trying to control something. So we start ruminating. So ruminating is when you start overthinking negative thoughts. So, you might be stressing over one thing that was said or done in the breakup and it's almost like your brain is trying to make sense of it so while you're trying to make control sort of keep control of essentially an uncontrollable situation that is still sapping your energy they're still very much in your space so while you're thinking and thinking and thinking it's very hard to get over them Mm. so it's about you know it is about practice and also I think a lot of people think well I miss him so, I mu- so we must mean to be together. That must mean that we're meant to be together. But I'm a firm believer of, you know, we, we put a lot of um, emphasis on qu- quantity in a relationship. We think if it doesn't end in marriage and babies, that it's failed in some way. Yeah. Whereas actually your relationship should be about quality. Your relationships should be about a chapter in your life of, you know what has that relationship brought you How have you grown together and if that lasts the test of time then fantastic but I'm, I'm you know I'm very I, I really push away the, the, the kind of concept of the one or soulmates I think that gets us into a bit of a mindset of when we really do adore somebody we have to make this work and we will literally self-abandon time and time again trying to make it work with the par- partner who's not right for us
0: that is so true.
1: Yeah, I do think. But I think that that, that the one has been perpetuated from when you were a kid.
0: So, you know, like the Cinderella stories that we just are told that there's that one man that's going to come.
1: The you, Disney effect.
0: Okay, well, a lot of people buy into that Disney effect. We have just been pushed this narrative that you cannot meet anyone else and fall in love with
1: anyone else. Like it's just, that's it. You know? I, I think um, open communication, um, openness in a relationship is so, so important. I think, you know, we don't have to live the relationships and the structure that we've always been taught. People nowadays are having open relationship. They're having polyamorous relationships. Um, there's a lot of shame and a lot of judgment around that. But actually, how many people do you know that are in long-term marriages or relationships that are just super unhappy? There can be another way. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be the way that, yeah, as we've been taught by Disney and, and all of those great films, <laughs> there is another way. How do you um, help women reclaim their power after heartache though? So I think first of all it's about understanding your why. So you know you mentioned about why is it easy for some people to get over relationships, whereas others it isn't, and how do we get into these patterns? Um, a lot of them do stem from childhood, basically. So we will have we will have had an abusive uh, or an absent or or a dismissive. Uh, parent primary caregiver so we we were kind of conditioned from a really young age to believe that we're not worthy of love in some way so we, we're seeking that we're chasing that and we meet these partners who kind of reaffirm those those beliefs essentially so you know we, we meet a partner that kind of um, mirrors what we had as a child and there's this need there's this desperate need to be accepted you know because if we can just get them to love us then maybe that old wound will be healed that old childhood wound will be healed um so it's about that it's about understanding your why and it's about um kind of unpacking that what you know what what did happen in childhood what you know what are the relationship patterns that you've been falling into how how do we you know how do we use psychology and, and knowing that you know we we all desire great relationships how do we kind of you know flip that on its head and use things like neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis to to kind of really talk to the subconscious about um about what these patterns are and how we change them it's about giving ourselves love it's about giving ourselves love that we didn't have before
0: yeah because i do often find that a lot of women kind of repeat the same patterns it's like even with my friends i'm like he's exactly like your ex can you not see it you know but yet they would still carry on going out or even Uh, someone that's had like their parents were alcoholics and then they'll start dating someone that's an alcoholic and I'm like I can you not see that you do your it's like a generational curse quote unquote like I I find it but I've I've been told that a lot of people try and fix things that happen in their childhood with their partner that there's like a unconscious mind that's just trying to fix the 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 problems but yeah I do see people that have wonderful childhoods and yet still end up with like douchebags
1: (laughs) so (laughs) it's it, it, you can't really you can't. so so the, so that that could be when you fall into kind of a caregiver role as yeah it's it, there's there's this undercurrent there's this real undercurrent of of if you have been in you know you've had an abusive or emotionally absent parent, there's this undercurrent of just not feeling worthy of love, you know, as a, as a child, you know, before two years old, that is where all of our reactions come from, right? Every every belief we have gets, gets kind of embedded at a really, really young age. So if your parent is absent, abusive, you know, emotionally avoidant, you're not getting the love that you need. So you will seek that. And it's almost, it sounds crazy, but sometimes the thought of the real deal feel scary because it's better the devil you know right you kind of know how you're going to get treated in these these kind of relationships um whereas the thought of true love the thought of really opening yourself up really having a you know vulnerable heart around this can feel really scary
0: yeah so what are your tips that you can give women in regards to how to heal
1: old wounds so I think first of all is understanding, understanding your wife So looking at your patterns, really, really understanding what is it that you are trying to seek from these partners? Because if you really tune into yourself and you really try and understand that there will be patterns, you will absolutely see the same people that you're falling for. So it is a case of, you know, you have to be intentional with this stuff. You have to say, right, I'm ready to make a change. You know, so many people sit there and say, oh, I want to change or I, I want to invite in love, but they're not really willing to do the work. Yeah. Um, and it's also radical self-love and acceptance. It really is. And, you know, it's, it's about, you know, my non-negotiables are, you know, you meditate. You meditate 10 minutes a day and you tell yourself you're lovable. You set these affirmations. So whatever it is that from childhood is coming through in your adulthood, whether that's that you don't feel strong enough, you don't feel lovable enough, you don't feel good enough, flip that in an affirmation and repeat it to yourself daily. Okay, you've got to be your own cheerleader always, you know, so I think so. it's it's understanding your why, understanding exactly what it is that keeps coming up for you and processing that. And then it's also radical self-love and acceptance and making a commitment that you are not going to take you're not going to do this anymore. You're not going to go down that that route anymore. It's almost um, Tony Robbins is is a fantastic coach. He's just one of my absolute favorites. And he always talks about associating pain with a pattern in order to break it. Mm -hmm. so so you know your belief systems all are all about pleasure and pain essentially so if you can associate so much pain with this pattern and you will have you know if it is a pattern you will have years and years of heartbreak and devastating you know relationships and things that didn't make you feel worthy if you can associate enough pain with that and keep going back to that right I'm not doing this pattern anymore because this hurts me so much in this way you know, you know, you mentioned earlier. You, you, we get one life. It's so important that we we live it. We live our best lives, but we have to be off. We have to be our own cheerleader first and foremost. It's really important. So,
0: would you advise someone to actually you do the work first before you actually get into a relationship, or would you say that you can meet someone and then do the work whilst you are kind of
1: courting? What would you suggest? Personally I think healing is something you do alone to begin with you know f- for me really uh, you know and I'm talking about if you've been in a perpetual cycle of traumatic you know relationships with toxic people don't risk getting yourself into yet another situation because you're vulnerable as so you're, you're coming out of that vulnerable and, and nine times out of ten we meet someone when we're vulnerable and so we get sucked into that pattern again because at the beginning it's all honeymoon and it's love and it's flowers and it's lovely and then all of a sudden it flips right so but then equally um you know and I say this from experience as well relationships are really healing they can be some of our biggest teachers but you have to be in a good place yourself so to me it's about instilling your own confidence really becoming your own cheerleader and then you've got the opportunity to invite in love because I promise you you could do all the work in the world right but once you once you're met with another person in union all the stuff will come up again the trust issues will come up again the self-sabotage will come up again and so it's about holding strong in that place and being with a partner who can hold that space for you. It's about being in a conscious relationship with the right person. If you're with an, yet another emotionally avoidant partner, they can't hold, They physically can't hold that space for you. They can't meet your needs. Yeah. So, you know, so I think it's, yeah, it's about kind of you know, starting the journey alone for sure, but just being aware that that stuff will come up. As you, as you start to become vulnerable again, you start to open your heart to someone again.
0: Yeah, no, you're, you're, I think you're completely right. Because I often find as well that a lot of women that I speak to, they are in like toxic abusive relationships, but yet for some reason they're so fixated of maybe like the first three months of the relationship, but he wasn't like this. And you're so in love with the man that you thought that you were having a package deal that you thought you had, but in actual fact, the person that you... It's like, we don't believe what's in front of us, but we're still fixated mm. on the, the honeymoon period. The honeymoon period was so magnificent that, that it's like applying for a job, you know, that you just think, yes. Absolutely. You know? And then when you're actually in the role, you're like, oh my God, I'm actually not happy. I'm not happy, but yet yeah, no one wants to quit. They don't want to quit. It's
1: like, it's like reviewing a two hour film on a two minute trailer yes you know it's crazy but yeah I challenge reality a lot in the work I do because actually this this is this is key because again and this is to do with kind of subconscious monkey brain we when we're in pain the pain we're in feels so painful that we want to try and avoid it as best we can so sitting so it's almost like even though the relationship was toxic and it was hard and you know you shouldn't be with that person that pain feels more familiar it feels more controllable it's the it's better the devil you know again so we find ourselves um removing ourselves from from the kind of the reality of what's going on for us in that moment we're kind of almost fantasizing about these relationships one of the one of the kind of the key tools that i give the ladies that i work with actually is writing out your chapter of your relationship or your separation as as a chapter of a book right so so not adding emotion um not attaching to it in any way but almost writing completely like an outsider because by doing that you really see the reality behind the scene right because you're living in it so closely you know so w- with my ex for example you know i remember when 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 we divorced and i remember sitting there sort of six months later thinking oh you know this i miss him i miss this we, we you know we always had such a laugh together we were always we loved one another he supported me and then when I started to write out the chapter of our separation, I, I realized, that actually, we didn't have any intimacy, we didn't have any connection, you know, it it felt that way, because he was my significant other, and, and there was love there. But we were essentially like ships passing in the night, we'd become a bit like friends. And, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But there was no passion, there was no spark, we were, we were both really stuck. You know, and and I, and I was able to see that by writing out the chapter of us and kind of looking typically at what a typical day looked like for us or a typical week looked like for us. We weren't connecting.
0: So what was a tipping point, then, or was do you have to have a tipping point before you say, do you know what this,
1: this, I can't do this?" Yeah, I think tipping points are different, different people have different resilience levels, ultimately. Um, But yeah, my my tipping point was actually starting a new role. It was starting a new role, meeting lots of new people and all of a sudden thinking this relationship doesn't serve where I want my life to go anymore. I just I realised I was on, you know, we talked briefly earlier about a hamster wheel of marriage babies we you know we got engaged we got married we bought a house and we were talking about having kids and at that point I realized that we were kind of shuffling along but we weren't living neither of us were living and it wasn't you know it wasn't abusive like some people deal with abuse I've been very lucky in that sense but but yeah there wasn't any love there wasn't any connection neither of us were getting out of the relationship what we needed and we were both unhappy
0: wow Oh, well, thank you for being so brave. <laughs> and, oh, loving thank yourself, you. <laughs> and loving yourself first. So why is it, that, um, I know we've kind of touched on it, but I just want to reiterate to anyone that's listening. So why is it that as women, we constantly want a man to complete us?
1: So I, again, I call this the Disney effect. Um, I mean, you know, we've always been taught that a knight in shining armor is gonna skip up on his big white horse, you know, and save us, you know, as if, as if we, we all need saving. Um, but but we don't we absolutely don't you know women now we've got we've got so much opportunity ahead of us you know we don't have to be we can be a mother and we can be a wife but that's a choice now whereas before it was a given you know it was a given that, that, that these things were what we equated to success yeah. we don't that doesn't have to be success anymore a success can be you know a single mum smashing her career success can be you know um Uh, somebody just wanting to come up the career ladder and knock out you know all the all the men in front of her it doesn't have to be marriage and babies we are we we have a life we we are capable of so much more than that living you know really living so how do you teach women to love again then Oh, how do I teach women to love it? Well, first of all, I think it's, you know, trust. Trust is a huge, huge one. So, you know, out of all of this, and when we start picking into those limiting beliefs, and i really understanding where those patterns are coming from, sometimes, you know, it brings a lot to the surface. And all of a sudden, there's a bit of an a lack of trust for yourself, but also for other people. So trust is a huge one. It's about understanding your gut reactions, understanding that if a red flag is going to Going to be raised, you're going to recognise that right away from now on, you know. So it's it's trusting in yourself. It's really trusting in yourself, and it's it is. I you know I, I know I keep saying it, but it is fully loving and accepting yourself. And I don't, you know, we don't do this. You know, we we don't think twice about showering affection, money, time on another person, but we don't do anything ourselves half the women i work with they have been in marriages for 22 25 years plus they have never done anything for themselves it's always been on behalf of their spouse or their partner their spouse or their children so all of a sudden it's like you're opening up this huge uh, opportunity for them to sort of transform and really you know step into this new life um so yes it's about being a cheerleader you know a lot of what i do is cheerleading a lot of what i do is really helping people open up to see a different way um but obviously like i say it's got to take intention and it's got to be something that they're really willing to drive themselves as well
0: awesome so um one more question how do you identify as a woman between love and lust
1: i always find this question so interesting Um, to, to me to me lost his honeymoon period you know as we discussed earlier so it's that three months that people frantically hold on to saying oh well he used to do this and he did this well this was this was at a at a time you were courting and this was at a time that he was putting in all of the effort to, to seem like this you know amazing partner it wasn't the real life you know actually love can be a bit you know love is raw it's painful it's emotional vulnerability it's sharing those things it's also the mundane it is the mundane you know people again sometimes if they get out of a honeymoon period state they sort they start to think oh maybe I don't love my partner I'm just I'm bored now but actually love is supporting one another fully it's coming together in union and and kind of dealing with that mundane stuff as well so it's it's not the emotional roller coaster of highs and lows it's not absorbing yourself and obsessing over one person you know that to me is lust it's it's kind of you know a heightened passion for another person but it's it's because you don't you know we don't know them we don't know that person inside out so it's intriguing it's exciting there's you know so much we want to find out but um you know real love is kind of what starts after that in my mind
0: awesome so what advice would you give to a woman listening right now that's experiencing heartache like final words
1: Final words. I would say remember you're loved. You know, we, we, we neglect a lot of other lives, loves in our life when we're kind of focusing on one significant other, but we have support networks, we have friends, we have family, we have lots of people around us who want to support us. You know, you're not alone. And, you know, be strong. You know, we are as I I mentioned earlier, we can be quite united in grief sometimes because everybody understands heartache. So reach out to people, um, you know, surround yourself with a support network and love yourself. Give whatever it is that you feel you're missing in this moment, whatever words you need to hear that you would want to hear from a partner, say it to yourself. It feels strange, you know, there's no doubt about it. Self-love can be, um, it's uplifting and it's empowering, but it can feel very strange. You know, like I say, some of the women that I work with, when I start telling them to write affirmations and tell themselves they love themselves every day, or, or we, we do it through hypnosis or NLP. Some of them really struggle with the words. They almost choke on the words of I love you to themselves. So it's, it's practicing that it's practicing that because if you love yourself fully, really fully, you're not going to take any crap, right? Somebody needs to come into your life and they're going to align and become, you know, they're going to help you um, grow. They're going to, they're going to be a great addition to you. They're not going to be another half. They're not going to complete you. And I think that's the, that's the key difference. So yeah, just, just know that you are not alone. Know that healing takes time, but you will get through it. And also look at what you've got through before because we're really resilient beings. You know, after I, after I went through my divorce, um, I separated from a partner three years after that and, had had another horrible time as you do because breakups are hard but i kind of you know i sat with that and thought well you know i've I've been through i've been through worse you know (laughs) i know i was with my partner for eight years i got divorced you know i can do this i can do this and it's it's reminding yourself every day that you've got that strength that is
0: awesome where can people find you on social media
1: Uh, so i'm on instagram at the sex and relationship coach underscore between all of the words or facebook um, at, at the same the sex and relationship coach with no underscore
0: So I just want to thank you so much For joining the Happy Single Moms podcast Like your information The information you've given us tonight Is just amazing Amazing And I think that it's going to be beneficial For anyone that's listening right now Thank you so much And I appreciate your time Thank you